We need sleep. Have you ever given it a thought why? We spend one third of our lives sleeping, doing nothing. So why do we need sleep? What's the science behind? And also your curious questions about sleep that we have received, like the amount of sleep you need, consequences of insufficient sleep, and also oversleep. Hello, this is Neeraj Gupta. Hi, this is Muskan Mittal. And you're listening to Science Up. To answer all your curious questions, today we have invited on our podcast a very special guest, Dr. Nasreen Akhtar. She is an additional professor at Department of Physiology, All India Institute of Medical Sciences, New Delhi. Dr. Akhtar works on sleep and sleep quality in young adults. She is a member of various society and contributed significantly to sleep research. Thank you so much for joining us, ma'am. Thank you so much, uh, Neeraj and Muskan. It's really my pleasure to be here today. Okay, so let's start with the main question that we have. That's why do we need sleep? It's actually the general notion that we sleep to give a rest to our body and to reboot our brain. So what more do you think sleep does to us? Uh, well, that's a fantastic question. A very basic question and uh, something that uh, people have been asking since centuries. Uh, if you look at the uh, evolution of organisms, all organisms from the very basic ones, even the ones who do not have brains, they do have periods of rest. So nature has created the phenomena of sleep and it has conserved it to the highest level of organism that is in humans. So this shows that there is a very fundamental and basic requirement of life that is sleep. So it is essential for our survival and our health. So that is from the evolutionary perspective. But uh, it is seen that if you deprive uh, in, in animal studies, if you deprive them of sleep, then they cannot survive beyond a few days. Whereas if you survive, if you deprive them of water, they can survive for a longer time. So sleep is even more important than water. So uh, having said that, it plays a very crucial role in the maintenance of our health and performance of our daily activities. Talking about the next question, like uh, we as students generally have this idea in mind. People say that tomorrow I have an exam, I will study overnight and after that I'll give my exam. And next day I'll compensate all my lost sleep. So does this compensation of sleep to uh, another day or something, does this really work? I'm really glad Neeraj that you have brought up this question because I feel very strongly about this, uh, about the fact that uh, whether students should, uh, you know, sleep less before the exam and cram for the upcoming exam. Because the truth is that when you are reading for the exam and you are learning, mm -hmm. then all those memories which are there in the mind, in the brain, they have to be reproduced in the exam. So one needs to give adequate time and sleep to the brain for those memories to be established. If you, uh, in, during the night, there are cycles of REM yes, and non-REM, which is about one and a half hours. At least three to four, four cycles are required for adequate uh, consolidation of these memories. And if a student does not sleep before the exam, they will not be able to remember at all what they have read on the previous days. They, are, they will even forget what they have learned earlier. 
because memory and attention are impaired in the next day so it is highly recommended that at least 6 to 7 hours of sleep should be taken particularly before an exam and ideally for all days which are preceding the exams uh, and uh, as far as the compensation of the sleep is concerned uh, if if we sleep less on one day then the next night uh, it is seen that the person will sleep a little longer the slow wave sleep or the non rem sleep will be slightly longer in duration and uh, if you if you do the eeg of people who have not slept so that means they have more of sleep debt which is called the sleep debt they have more of uh, slow waves more quantity of slow waves so this is one way for them to compensate for uh, the sleep uh-huh. which is lost okay ma'am so uh, can you please uh, tell us a bit about the rem sleep during a normal sleep cycle Uh, sleep is divided into two stages one is the rapid eye movement sleep and the other is a non rapid eye movement sleep which is called non rem so traditionally uh-huh. uh, you know a rem sleep uh, it was uh, discovered by uh, dr De- william dement who was in uh, stanford and uh, he was the first one to record uh, eeg throughout the night and he noticed that there were episodes during the night when the brain activity was same as a person who was awake so this and this was around in 1950s so before that it was unknown that there is a stage called rem sleep so subsequent to that discovery there were a lot of people uh, particularly in uh, you know chicago and stanford who were doing uh, overnight uh, eeg uh, during sleep and uh, they were focusing more on rem and associating the rem sleep with dreams okay so there is there is a link between a uh, rem sleep and dream so people believed for a very long time that uh, rem sleep since it resembles the wake state you know as far as the brain uh, activity is concerned and also the blood blood pre- pressure will increase and uh, temperature regulation will not be there the only difference is that the muscles are almost paralyzed you know the muscle tone is very low during rem due to which we don't enact our dreams we are still so uh, that is one uh, characteristic of uh, rem sleep uh, but both rem and non rem have to proceed in a cyclical manner they have to we have to have four to five cycles of you know one and a half hours each for uh, sufficient rest okay okay so uh, let's talk about the consequences or long term effects of insufficient sleep or sleep loss uh, suppose if a person doesn't sleep for a few days yes. or sleep only for just few hours yes. uh, what do you think what will happen to the person well uh, neeraj here i would like to introduce a term that is uh, along with the covid pandemic we also have a uh, you know a sleep disorder pandemic that is the secondary side effect of uh, covid uh, because although people are at home and they may be uh, sleeping uh you know for a, you may feel that you are sleeping for a longer time but we have changed the phase of sleep we are sleeping later and we are waking up later so we have totally dis- disrupted our sleep cycles because we have disrupted our work and home schedules if a person does not sleep for let us say a day or two the next day function is going to be affected it will affect the mood it the person will be more anxious they will have memory problems and and these are all uh, research based uh, 
evidence based uh, facts that i'm telling you because they have been tested uh, and uh, memory recall is much lower uh, and uh, young children you know small children if they do not sleep enough they have bad mood they have mood swings before they go to school so this has also been recorded this is just the short term and if you look at the long term consequences of sleep uh, of sleep restriction we call it that is you are sleeping for a lesser duration then it affects almost all the systems it leads to high blood pressure it leads to cardiovascular disorders it causes diabetes uh, it will lead to memory impairments there is a strong link between sleep uh, problems and alzheimer's disease parkinson's disease cognition is affected in the long term so there are many consequences of um, uh, you know not sleeping for a sufficient time or having a poor quality sleep even strokes people will get stroke and heart attack if if uh, they have impaired sleep for a longer time uh, ma'am we also observe that uh, the teenagers and the adults also have this habit of using mobile phones before going to sleep uh do you think that that affects our quality of sleep uh yes uh, unfortunately as much as technology is helping us connect with each other it is it has a very very uh, deleterious effect on hmm. our sleep cycles and why that happens is because the screen has emits blue light and this blue light goes through our retina goes to our brain to the uh, you know reaches the light will reach uh, it will stimulate and change the uh, timing of melatonin secretion you know this is a hormone uh, a light sensitive hormone which determines our sleep cycle right so uh, when we are exposed to blue light uh, at a very uh, you know the vulnerable period that is 9 to 11 o'clock or 12 or 1 o'clock what happens is that we are more awake than usual and this will delay our sleep cycle this will not allow us to you know uh, settle down and sleep at the normal time when we are supposed to and because of this you know youngsters are having this what we call the delayed uh, sleep phase and uh, circadian rhythm abnormalities and this is really playing a havoc with us, especially with the younger generation because they are so glued to their screens and uh, you know to the mobile phones so we have done this study recently in uh, young people where we wanted to see whether uh, excessive use of screen is leading to daytime sleepiness and whether it is causing them to do poorly in their academics so uh, even though we did not find a link with academics but we did find a link between the number of devices they have and excessive daytime sleepiness so if you have too many devices and you are you know spending a lot of time on that then you are sleepy in the day and during the next day and you know your functioning is impaired okay uh, okay ma'am uh, so there's a one more question uh, so uh, there are a lot of people uh, like me who oversleep uh, for suppose 9 to 10 hours sometimes 11 hours so is it good or bad well uh, neeraj uh, too much of everything is bad too much of even a good thing may be bad and a good thing can become poison if you give it in the wrong dose so uh, there have been studies population based studies which have large huge databases 
in thousands of people they have taken the data and they have found a u-shaped relationship between sleep duration and the cardiovascular side effects or the uh, or other risk factors which are associated with sleep now, what does this u-shaped relationship means that means that there is a, a particular amount of sleep that is adequate which which is associated with the lowest risk of side effects so if you sleep too less or if you sleep too much then you are exposing yourself to the uh, deleterious health consequences so too much of sleep can be bad yes talking about the sleep yes. amount uh, we observed that the uh, there is a difference in the sleep amount of uh, like kids sleep for longer duration than teenage for less and then older individuals uh, what according to you is the adequate uh, like hours of sleep for uh, different ages or the ages have some factor to contribute in it yes yes definitely uh the duration of sleep uh, which is adequate for a person definitely depends upon age and um, uh there have been papers which have been published which have uh you know uh, they they have recommendations for how much one should sleep so you know in newborns they are supposed to sleep till about 17 hours and uh, toddlers have to sleep up to say 14 hours uh, out of 24 hours and uh, once they reach the school age it is recommended that they should sleep from 9 to 12 hours okay. uh, uh, per 24 hours and teenagers 13 to 8 years require about 8 to 10 hours okay. of sleep per 24 hours and once they cross uh, 18 years of age adults uh, it is recommended anywhere between 7 to 8 hours per night is sufficient and uh, once uh, the pers- uh, uh, people who are older than 65 years will require 7 to 8 hours but they usually have a lighter sleep, you know, they'll be waking up more often. Yes, uh, That's because of the normal uh, physiology, which is there. Uh, having said that, uh, you know, these are not watertight compartments. Okay. These are generalizations and individual requirement can vary uh, based on, uh, you know, different factors, individual uh, circumstances and people adapt differently to um, sleep requirements and their environment. So these are broad guidelines, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they are, they are very restrictive and uh, they have to be strictly followed. Okay, ma'am. Also, we observe that when we are more stressed and we have uh, like feeling anxiety due to exams, we sleep for longer durations automatically. Uh, do, do that uh, stress or anxiety affects our sleeping pattern biologically, neurologically? Yes, yes. That's a... Uh, very nice question i mean it it appeals to the common sense also that when you are stressed or when you are anxious then uh, it it will actually have a differential response in people some people when they get anxious they are unable to sleep because you know they are generally uh, more aroused and awake because of the anxiety you know their heart is beating faster they have the sympathetic system is activated and they will not be able to rest and relax uh, and some people, uh, the, the response to uh, uh, this will be that they sleep longer. So those who sleep longer will actually have a protective, you know, sleep will have a protective effect because by the time they wake up, you know, they are already feeling better. So uh, stress and anxiety uh, do actually uh, contribute to uh, impaired sleep quality. So uh, we have shown in another study that young, young uh, college-going students, when they have poor sleep quality it is associated with higher stress 
मैम यू सेट दैट एसोसिएशनल स्टडी विद द एल्जाइमर साइकोलॉजिकल डिसऑर्डर्स एंड द रिलेशन विद स्लीप हैव यू एवर कम अक्रॉस एनी रियल लाइफ एग्जाम्पल एनी रियल लाइफ पेशेंट दैट हैड दैट एसोसिएशन इन इस्टेब्लिश्ड फैक्ट दैट लॉर्ड ऑफ दीज यू नो डिसऑर्डर्स कॉग्नेटिव डिसऑर्डर्स आर समटाइम्स प्रिसीडेड बाई स्लीप वेक डिस्टर्बेंसेज so okay. uh, it is difficult to it's a bidirectional relationship so the sleep wake uh, uh, disturbance may actually precede hmm. or it may follow the onset of okay. these disorders okay so that's a very good insight that uh, due to the psychological disorder you can also uh, disturb your sleep cycle and because of the disturbed sleep cycle you can also it can also lead to psychological disorders so it's a two way street yes e- yes even depression it is seen that people who are depressed will show uh, you know sleep wake disturbances 3 to 6 months before there is onset of depression okay that is seen in that in in those uh, patients so uh, so you know here it becomes important to uh, whenever uh, somebody comes with a sleep problem we must take it very seriously and it must be investigated and uh, i feel although i have not tested this hypothesis that uh, if we are able to treat and you know set the sleep wake cycle correct then we may be able to uh, you know actually the person may not go into depression okay maybe we are able to mitigate it this is one of the hypothesis i mean i have yet to test it but i have a very strong feeling that this may be the case uh so we have if we have right now do not uh, like a regular sleeping pattern or sleeping schedule right time to go to sleep and to wake up uh right now what we can do to change that so that we ultimately do not lead to the psychological bad effects uh yes that that's a good question uh see uh, there are some uh, points there are 8 to 10 points uh, which are known as what is called the sleep hygiene do you have any idea what this is about uh no ma'am can you please elaborate yes yes so i'm happy to tell that uh, sleep hy- as a part of sleep hygiene these are a few steps that we follow which will help us to get a good duration and a quality of sleep throughout the night so these are for example that uh, we should not uh, you know take tea or coffee after 6 o'clock mm. uh, do not take a nap after 3 uh, or 4 o'clock and uh, if you are taking a naps then keep them short and keep them you know in the earlier part of the day or uh, before 3 o'clock and do not watch screens after 9 or 10 o'clock ideally you should not take your phone or your computer into into the bedroom so you leave it on charging or leave it outside the bedroom and do not carry it into the bedroom and those who have a problem uh, in sleeping who are not able to uh, you know sleep uh, easily it is recommended that uh, they should go to bed only when they are actually sleeping sleepy when okay. they feel uh, that you know they are very sleepy only then they should reach uh, the bed and sleep so uh, which means that they should not be using uh, the bed for other activities like playing games or you know like uh, uh, you can read book books because uh, books are uh, they will they will not uh, kind of uh, uh, take away your uh, sleepiness so hmm. that can be done but ideally we should restrict Uh, uh go to the bed only when we are feeling very sleepy 
Okay, so that our brain does not associate bed with any other activity other than sleeping. Yes, particularly for those who have, you know, insomnia and who are not able to sleep uh, okay. quickly. But if we are not feeling like sleepy, what activities should we do so that we eventually fall asleep? Uh, well, uh, most importantly, uh, you know, uh, there is also something known as getting enough sleep. Uh, there's something called sleep pressure. So sleep pressure is directly related to our last sleep episode. The moment we wake up, we have the least amount of sleep pressure. Okay. And as okay. the day continues, our sleep pressure goes on increasing. So if you have a hmm. sufficient gap, your uh, you know sleep pressure is maximum towards your sleeping time, which is around 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. And the other process hmm. which determines sleep is your circadian rhythm. So there are two processes which actually determine your, uh, you know, uh, time to sleep. That is the sleep pressure, that is process S. And there is a process okay. C, that is the circadian. Now circadian, as I told you, is the dependence upon uh, time, right? So these are the uh, body rhythms which are following, like your core body temperature. So like that, we also yes. have a circadian rhythm. And that also, you know, cyclically changes throughout the 24 hours. And that has the maximum propensity because we are daytime creatures uh, as compared to you know mm. some nocturnal animals so we have the maximum propensity to fall asleep uh, uh, in the at nine or ten o'clock so when these two things will coincide then it will help us to sleep well so the previous day you must sleep on time wake up on time and allow enough sleep pressure to develop do not do very heavy exercise uh, you know later than eight o'clock because even that has uh, the ability to uh, arouse us. So if you're doing an exercise, you keep it in the early part of the evening, not uh, okay. in the later part of the evening. Also, as uh, day day uh, day routine also decide uh, what time we will go to sleep. Like the exercise we are doing on a daily basis and what kind of diet we are consuming. So yes. uh, what would you suggest? What kind of diet should we have? What kind of exercise should we do? Uh, so definitely diet has uh, and uh, physical activity will have a, uh, you know, effect on our sleep. Uh, and regarding diet, it is said that, uh, you know, there should be a gap of at least one to two hours uh, from meals uh, to sleep time hmm. and uh, preferably lighter meals uh, towards the evenings. And since yes. uh, I'm not a dietitian, I will not go into the, you know, particular composition of food as such. Okay, ma'am. So these were really great insights and points uh, that were, uh, that a person should do. Uh, actually, I was going to ask this general advice uh, for people uh, who are uh, finding it hard to sleep and who have insomnia. So, okay, I'll add all these points also uh, mm -hmm. in the description part. So whoever uh, is listening to this and who is whoever is having a hard time finding it uh, hard to sleep they can find uh, the points in the description also uh, in addition in addition i would like to add neeraj that uh, those people who have uh, who are not able to sleep properly do not take it lightly do not think that it's a very small thing and you don't need to consult a physician this is a very important point if you find that there's been a week or so and 10 days and you have a problem with your sleep either you're waking up very early 
or you are uh, not able to sleep or you are lying down tossing and turning in bed or you waking up too many times or uh, or other kind of problems breathing problems also are there during sleep there are movement disorders also which can have or you are sleeping too late waking up too early then you should go and consult a physician you may need intervention i really want to stress this point that a problem with your sleep is a sufficient reason to go and talk to your physician so please go and talk to your doctor and in addition to that it is mm. uh, you know our uh, actually we have taken up this cause the uh, indian society in association with indian society of sleep research that we should increase the awareness not only in the public but also in physicians and especially primary care physicians and also students who are doing mbbs you know undergraduate medical students that they should have awareness whenever they are looking at patients they must pay attention to their sleep pattern and in case there is a problem with sleep you know the sensitization has to be there even for the healthcare workers they should be able to pick up a problem because many times a problem is a disease is you know just a manifestation of the sleep problem so it is our endeavor to increase uh, you know this awareness and for that every year we are holding a um, a one day workshop for undergraduate medical students also to make them aware about you know the importance of sleep and how sleep can be assessed and how it manifests as uh, disorders and we also hold public lectures uh, to make the public aware about uh, sleep disorders definitely there are some uh, really good websites uh, which give uh, sleep advice and i'm happy to give i will definitely share those with you okay ma'am thank you thank you so much this was really great this episode was really great thank you so much ma'am we got really good insights thank you neeraj and uh, thank you muskan it is my pleasure to be here thank you so much for inviting me sleep well and stay healthy